Yes. Wake up on Metro. Wake up on Metro FM. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. But let's get into personal mastery today, and we bring in Dr. Tepisoma Denji, who's a psychologist on the show. I mean, it's often a struggle to relate and maybe show empathy when somebody shares something uncomfortable about their life, something that, that they've experienced that's either traumatic or doesn't make them feel good. So sometimes instead of actually hearing someone out, we often try and make them feel better by saying something positive. I mean, here's an example. So maybe someone you know, a friend, your partner says they feel fat and that they don't like their body. What's the natural reaction there? If somebody says that to you, what is your natural reaction? Do you say, oh, no, you look fine, baby. You're fine. You're not fat. You're fine. Or do you just shut up and listen? Right? And what sort of reactions are problematic? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Here's another example. A family member tells you that they are in pain because maybe of a breakup. And then you react by telling them that, no, 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 no. You're strong. You're the bigger person. Mm. Move on. Plenty more fish out in that sea. Yeah. yeah. Get under a car or him, whatever it is. I mean, what sort of response is progressive and relevant? And what do you say? Maybe this is something you've experienced before. So send us your voice notes. 071-585-6157. What do you think the best way to respond when somebody tells you about their problem is? And how do you best show empathy? Dr. Matenchi joins us now. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, family. Are you guys good? We are great, thank you. And how are you? I am absolutely together, thank you. Love that response. Wow. Mm, (laughs) Wow. mm, mm. It it actually brings everything together. Mm. Um, What does empathy look like, Doc? And how do we go about avoiding the urge to be you (laughs) and tell somebody something, something, anything? Um, In fact, you don't need a degree in psychology to be able to recognize when somebody is sharing something that is at some amount of vulnerability for them and what the required response is for you to validate what they are saying, mm. whether it is in terms of what their lived experiences, the emotions, the difficulties, or even just their thought processes. But we're talking about you being able to hold space for someone mm. and validate what they're saying. Mm. And that basically means you're communicating that I hear you, I see what you're saying, I see where you're coming from. I might not necessarily have gone through it, but it's okay, it's safe for you to talk about it, and I'm willing to listen. Or that I care about what you are feeling, and I care about what it is that has led you to where you are right now, that you're experiencing what you're experiencing, and it is okay for you to feel that way. It is okay for you to say you are not okay. And I am okay with you not being okay. I don't have to rescue you, I don't have to step in, I don't have to hijack what you're feeling, mm-hmm. and then stay in a different direction. That's not my place. I'm just going to hold space for you to be able to feel what you're feeling, and I appreciate that you are taking that time to share it with me because that means you're feeling that you can trust me and that you can be vulnerable with me and that's what validation is and if you are looking at it from that perspective then you are actually showing empathy from that person you're making it safe for them to be vulnerable with you to, mm-hmm. to express to you what it is that they're going through that most of the conversation we're going to have today is that why do you have the urge to invalidate somebody's feelings and when do you come up when do you do it and sometimes it comes from a good place because you are cannot cannot handle the discomfort or you think you need to make that person feel better Mm. but what you're actually doing is causing psychological harm to that person because you're invalidating their lived experience and that's what we want to educate you to you about Dr. Matenchi, thank you so much for you know elaborating with that one now I'm gonna bring in another example 
So if a friend of mine is talking about an abortion that she has gone through and she genuinely needs someone to um, to f- load off the feeling, right? Maybe just relatability. And sometimes because most of us haven't been in that situation, like you said, hijacking the the emotion that she's in. So you don't want to say, oh, I went through the same thing. Um, you'll be fine, friend, you know? So how do yeah. we then become... Uh, detached by the situation, but also informative, helpful, uh, sympathetic. Uh, and also, I don't know, w- do we jump in too much when we say, friend, I've got someone else who can advise you. I'm not the right person. When do we draw that line? Um, I think when you are in a place where you tell you are admitting that you are uncomfortable or you don't really have any insights, mm-hmm. can you just keep quiet? Hmm. Can you just shut your mouth, mm. be present. You don't have to say anything. Sometimes people just want to be able to express. They don't necessarily need your input. And in fact, it might even be helpful for you to say, how can I help you? What would you like me to do? What do you need right mm. now from me that I'm in a position to do? So that you're actually able to make that invitation open. And if a person is going to make a request, you are able to say, I'm not in a position to. Perhaps I can refer you to more who might be able to step in because mm. he might be better because I don't have that experience. Mm. So when you are comfortable with who you are in the space that you are you are actually able to hold space for other people and actually ask them what they expect from you Mm. so that you offer what it is that you are within the capacity to offer rather than being able to jump in before they've even asked you for your own opinion or own referral or any input Mm. diminishing someone's story is the topic on personal mastery today and we're trying to find ways to be helpful in a in a meaningful way i suppose when somebody is telling you about whatever it is that they're challenged by whatever they're going through in that moment mm. doc it's lindy um i struggle a lot with speaking to people who've gone through a huge loss so someone who's lost a loved one and you know it's the funeral or the lead up to the funeral what do you say do I just listen and keep quiet? Do I ask how they're doing? Do you not ask how they do? Like, what, how do you deal with those types of, you know, tense situations where you can obviously feel and see that this person has been hurt and they're grieving? Um, do you <laughs> tell them that, you know, time heals all? What do you say? So what, I, what, 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 what you're highlighting some of the things that are not to do, right? Because I started with what you can do, mm. which is basically perhaps just saying, I'm here, I'm willing to listen. Um, I don't really have any, any, any anything to add, but I'm here if you want to talk, right? Mm. And just being present physically and mentally. But the things that people do that are actually a form of emotional invalidation is the toxic positivity and the toxic, if I can say it, Christianity, where you think you need to quote the verse or you need to encourage and perhaps somebody on and for that person that's not necessarily when they may be at that at that space they don't mm. need to hear at least this and that oh so and so story happened they don't need you to do that kind of grand thing where you're comparing them or telling them or quoting certain certain verses mm. especially when you know that person that they're not going to respond to it mm. so part of it look recognize when you are actually so uncomfortable that you think you need to steer them into a positive light or you need to cheer them up the other form of invalidation is when you minimize the problem when you are trying to say to them, it's not as bad as all that, at least this has happened. Mm-hmm. So toxic positivity, minimizing their experience, and then trying, for example, to, to, to create comparisons between what they are going through with what somebody else has gone through. Mm-hmm. At that moment, remember, recognize that you're shifting the focus from what they are going through, making them think about somebody else. You're no longer holding space for them. So how you, inval- you, you invalidate them is that now we're no longer focusing, the, the spotlight is not on them, it's on somebody else. It's changing the, the topic, it's t- changing the 
subject and they're actually supposed to say, okay, that means my experience is not as bad as that. Mm-hmm. And when in fact they are telling you when they're opening up that it is bad. Mm-hmm. And when you're holding space for it, it's that you don't have to do anything. Just listen. The other part is sometimes when we make ourselves available, we are incapacitated ourselves to be able to receive and deal with people's problems. So that discomfort mm-hmm. that you have, perhaps Mr. Ram is reflecting things about you that perhaps with regard to this example that you're giving. Mm-hmm. You have issues you haven't dealt with. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, it is okay for you to reflect your personal issue. You know what, I don't really know what to do. I'm also struggling with my own things. I'm not equal at this space to be able to do that for you. All I can do right now is to keep you in my prayer. That's it. Mm-hmm. If that's where you are. Mm-hmm. So admit when you are incapacitated to be present for somebody instead of thinking you need to rescue them in that moment and then do it in the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to flip it a bit, Doc, and talk about honesty. Let's say, I mean, I gave an example around maybe your partner says she feels like she's fat or she's gained weight, whatever. I, and then do I say, no, you're fine? Or do I say, yeah, look, I can see you're rather big these days. Maybe, you know, you need to go to the gym. I mean, I don't know. What is, <laughs> you know, what, what, is, what is the right thing to say there, for example? What about? What about just saying why Oriyan? No, why, because why I, I, I'm 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 bay. I need to say something. She's not telling me for free. Yeah. Do, do you notice? Do you notice what I have done? Mm. Instead of saying anything to you, I've redirected the focus back to you and saying, "Why do you say that?" Mm. The more you speak, all I need is to be a mirror, reflecting back the conversation, so that you stay with the airtime, mm. you stay in the spotlight to express and unpack and elaborate on what it is. And then sometimes also, as I let you speak, and then I'm going to ask you, "What would you like to do about it? What has worked?" What has not worked? So turn the conversation so that it allows that other person to express more. And by the way, in your questioning, you could also help that person to get to their own realization of what they need to do in terms of what is working and what does not work and how to move forward in terms of what they need. And then you can also ask, how do you think I can help you in order to address what you're going through? So that they tell you, instead of you saying, are you a gym girlfriend? Who said they want to go to gym? <laughs> right? So ask the question. So ask questions that turn the spotlight Back. And that's what I mean when I say holding space for somebody. Mm. You turn it back so that they elaborate more. And you are comfortable with the fact that you don't need to come up with an answer. It is okay for you not to know. It is okay for you to simply not have anything to say. Just bring it back to them. Why do you say that? How did you get here? Okay, what would you like to do about it? How do you think I can support mm. you? Okay, mm. what could help you in terms of moving forward? Okay, so what are your next steps? Okay, all right. Oh, now that sounds like a good plan. Uh, yeah, I think now you've got an, an, an idea. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Mm. Then they are taking the airtime, and that's how you actually hold space for someone. It's brilliant. I like that. And it also just makes things a little lighter for you, who's um, the, the the person who's supposed to listen. Absolutely. Doc. This was a very uh, important conversation as we get into another week and we reflect as always on how we relate to others. So once again, Dr. Madenji, thank you so much for speaking to us this morning and we wish you a great week further. Absolutely, Peter. Guess have a beautiful week. Eh? Bye-bye. All right. Find Dr. Matenchi on Instagram. She's got great um, posts that uh, can give you some great motivation. But also, this entire conversation is available as a podcast. So maybe you just tuned in. That's fine. Don't worry. You can check it out on metrofm.co.za. Yes. Wake up on Metro. Wake up on Metro FM. Good morning.